Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Josh, where were you when Aaron Judge became the home run king? Uh, Aaron Judge is not the home run king. It's ridiculous. I like to get Josh riled up right yeah. before the show starts. Yeah, I know. I know what you're doing. Meanwhile, I'm hitting, sitting over here doing the whole intro song, fighting with a, a uh, beer cap that ends up being because it's not a twist off, and I thought it was a twist off. Uh, classic so, mistake there. Doing a little yeah. mistake. So well, your beer is to, too much quality. Right. So I'm going to have to go to just the water. Go to the water. Got to buy two. Yeah. All right. Uh, Josh, this is the Orioles just finished their last game, doubleheader. One one loss. A doubleheader. A doubleheader is quite the way to end the game, end the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is this is it. Season done. Now uh, the countdown begins towards uh, spring training. Spring training. Pitchers and catchers. I, well, I don't know the countdown. Winter yeah. meetings. The countdown right now is to the day after the World Series. Today's countdown is to the start of free agency. Start a yeah. free agency to, for Michael Elias again today coming out and saying, I'm not going to tell you what our payroll is because I don't want agents and other teams to know, but we're opening the checkbooks. Yeah. Yeah. I talked a little bit equivocally because then at the same time he said, but you know, if we're going to be competing against the Yankees and Blue Jays and Red Sox, we need to really draft well and develop well, right. which implies that we're me, not we going to spend at like their that. level. Yes. Yeah. But at least he didn't say, Hey, uh, we're going to sign some free agencies, but remember, we're moving to Nashville. 
Yeah. Remember, we're selling the team. Well, I um, think even even if the Orioles move to Nashville, Michael Elias retains as GM, right? Or no? Uh yes. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> and I, I I mean I've been to that Nashville uh Sounds Stadium and Aaron Judge is gonna hit some bombs out of that next year. Yeah, it was it was I just chuckled to myself thinking about if Aaron Judge didn't get another home run this year and that one he hit <laughs> yeah. to the wall at Camden Yards to to yes. to Baltimore. Um but Mike Elias notably said Why have I not heard Baltimore before. Really? <laughs> well, why is that not the like just universal name for that sign now? Baltimore. That's that's what I that's to me what I've heard called the most, Baltimore. I'm jotting that down because that sounds like a t shirt all over it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's where your mind goes now. Yeah, but, it does. It does. No, but if you he I remember Mike Elias said just recently he said, you know, about the wall that Elias built. He said, you know, the wall is gonna stay, obviously. Right. But he said he's gonna work on some more configurations, so it could change because they're working on more configurations in the ballpark. So this could just be the were, first of a, a lot of different things that they do. Yeah, but I think I think this is the only one that will affect the playing field. Uh, I think the I, rest I, is, I think is, so. is is the, I think they no if if you want to talk about stadium upgrades, I think they want to open up the concourse and make it like all those modern stadiums where like the one good thing about Nats Park is you can see the ball field while you're in the concession line, stuff yeah. like that. You don't think Mike Elias got a little happy? Uh, he can get a little engineering happy here. He sees just in one off season what you can do to a wall. Now right. he can move any wall up and back. Like I would right. be having a field day. Well, uh, uh, some ar- architects in here. We have a field day of designing you know, new, it's, new field every year. Was, every year, Josh, we could have a new field. Was he in Houston when they got rid of the hill? Uh, I assume that was before his time, but I don't know. I don't I remember he was still when, in St. Louis back then. Yeah, maybe so. But I'm just saying, a hill out in center field. No, I, I, I could have, though, Josh, worn – I thought about wearing my Orioles World Series 2023 shirt, but 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 then I thought better of it. I said, no, this is not what this year – this is not what no. this episode's about. And This episode's about I got my Adley Rutschman Ironbird shirt on, either that or it's a Mike Messina yeah. shirt. Um, but, no, this is about celebrating the year, the Orioles season. Right. That was a heck of an Orioles season. Right, right. No, we're going to be selling. We're going to be looking. 2023 is going to be amazing. As soon as my bookie can let me put money down, I'm putting money down. We, You and I have been putting we, our stake into 2023 for five years now. Yeah. So, yeah, 2023 is going to be great. But this season was really fun. And I think the ending of game 162 today for the fans to stand there in a loss in a meaningless game and giving a standard ovation to the Oriole players shows what this year means to this team, what to this city, to these to Birdland. Yeah, and I couldn't be there in person, but I did give some clapping emojis on Twitter, so pretty much the same thing. Um, and today we're going to get into kind of most valuable Oriole, some big surprises, but I started just jotting down, preparing for the show, like just stories that I really enjoyed this year, stories that I thought were entertaining this year, positive stories about the Orioles okay. and, and I was going to jot down like three or four and I just kept on going and going and going and going <laughs> I mean, off the top of my head more was, stories more stories more stories more stories there's just a ton of positive stories and when you look at the negative stories there's a couple things we can talk about but biggest disappointment it's kind of hard to identify um, no. because there's so many positive stories it is it's been a fun season and you don't you you don't have to win a world series for a season to be considered successful 
and going from what 110 losses to it was a 31 win swing yeah right right for that type of swing that's a that is a um a huge difference that's completely a successful season that's better than you could have ever expected and because of that the fan base woke up attendance increased the team was fun tv watching on tv was fun now and all of that leads into next year it all builds up to 2023 but it is before we look forward this is a great season to look at yeah and on the one hand we said to begin the season and again another episode we gotta go back and look at our bold predictions but we said at the beginning season that this is going to be the most exciting season since Michael Elias got here because you're going to start seeing the names of, you know, the Adley Rutschmans and, and other top prospects. Um, and we didn't know that Gunner would play as well as he did, obviously, no. but, but we were excited because we knew Elias's drafted prospects would be finally making their way to Baltimore. Right. And so that part is expected and that, and they did like these prospects arrived, not all of them, Right. Um, but but most of them arrived and that part was exciting. What we weren't expecting is just all the winning. Uh, and we'll talk about biggest surprises, but um, oh, big story here uh, for me, it's a the success of these young players, the success of Gunner, the success of Adley Rutschman and B. Uh, the biggest thing about this team compared to last year is the improvement of our pitching, specifically our starting pitching. Um, but pitched kind of amazing, especially when you consider what I would argue the two best pitchers in the organization, Grace Rodriguez and John Means. I think John Means pitched two games, and Grace Rodriguez didn't pitch a game for the Orioles. So pretty remarkable what this pitching staff was able to do without some of the studs. Right. So where do you want to start? You want to start with uh, best stories, most valuable Oriole, best fielder, best hitter, biggest surprise, biggest di- 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 disappointment? Um. Let's get our let's give our awards out at the beginning okay. because I really think best stories we could go on for a long time about. Yeah. So let's kind of and a lot of those stories kind of come from some of these best players. So let's go let's go with the obvious one. Let's go with the MVO. The Orioles uh beat reporters gave it to Adley Rushman. <laughs> and I think it's really hard to argue against Adley Rushman. All this winning, this turn in this organization started the day Adley Rushman came up. Yeah, you can't argue with Adley Rushman. He is our best player by pretty much every objective measure. It's, Whether you want to kick it old school with like doubles and uh, and uh, on base percentage or new school with war, like whatever, or then all the and the wins created uh, weighted uh, runs created plus and and all the defensive metrics like Adley Rushman objectively and kind of just watching him he is the best player on the team i can't remember a rookie impacting a team like adley rushman did this year for the baltimore orioles yeah i mean the obvious one is manny machado but that was even kind of in a smaller sample size and not quite the same because that team was already good team was already playing well yeah, when, when Manny got there. He did take the team to the next level, right. especially defensively. Manny, but yeah, it's different from being on a bad team and just making everybody better. Yeah. No, Manny, the Manny transition was, let's bring this guy up in our weakest position. Yeah, to, uh, he's the missing piece here. Right, and suddenly, where Adley, it's the whole, like, you bring Adley up, and it's like it was like a wake-up call to everyone. 
Yeah, it was contagious. Yeah. It was it was very impressive. Um, I don't think he'll win Rookie of the Year in baseball uh, because of uh, the guy out in Seattle. Yeah, who just can't stop hitting the ball. But yeah, as far yeah, as, he has he has the gaudy home run numbers, sure. But yes, Adley had a bigger impact than Manny Machado on a team as a whole. Yeah, um, and. I think when I talk about and and he's my MVO, Josh, he, he's your MVO as yeah, well. Obviously, yeah. I think, I, I think there's a couple other guys you can make a case for. Well, yeah. Well, let's do some some yeah some uh, honorable mentions. But even the mindset of Adley running out there and hugging the the pitcher at the end of the game. Yeah. The support. The, of, the cool. Yeah. The cool handshakes with Felix Batista after every inning. Yeah. Running up there to 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 the pitcher. Um, all the players talking about him, the way they, they talked about him, right? It's living up a, to the hype. It's one person completely changing this organization. Like we, for many year, past years, we've said, "Hey, who's got, whose picture do you put up on the on the warehouse, pre- hyping people up for the season?" Now it's what do you not put Adley Rushman on? Yeah, and poor Gunner, he got their second. So sorry, guy Gunner, Adley got. Their oh first. no, no, no! Don't worry. There's going to be a lot of. Two, three, four person photos. Gunner will yeah, get his yeah. cred. Okay, okay. He's he's the Robin to our Batman. Okay. You, give you Josh that. does appreciate that analogy. Josh thinks we have two Batmans. No, no, no. I let's go with the Avengers. They all have their part. They're all leaders. Okay. There is a Fair leader enough. of the Avenger, and uh I guess let's go with uh Captain America and Iron Man. They're both leaders, but one's actually in charge. Okay, and Adley, I think, is Captain America. Makes sense. Yes, Adley is Captain America. Yeah. Um, other notable to, to to me, I think there's just like three other guys you can make a case for. Uh, I think Santander. Yes, I think you could make. I mean, he led the team in home runs. He led the team in um, in, a lot, in, in and, a, a lot a lot of the power numbers and all quietly, no hype yep. at all for him all year. Yep. As he did this. Yep. Um. Uh, yeah, so I think he he had a good year, led the team in uh, slugging percentage. Um, so he had a good year. Uh, I think another guy you can make a case for, pitching wise. I think there's two guys that stand out to me. All right, maybe Felix you can throw a third guy in there. Felix Batista certainly. I think you can make an argument for. Yeah. And who's your last? Who's your other pitcher? I think this is a little weird, maybe, but I, just because of what he this, meant to the team, Jordan Lyles. All right, see, I'm with you. And to the point that here's what Jordan Lyles did. You take away all those star players, you go to last year, and Jordan Lyles would have been an MVO last year because of how he was the in and eater, because he was Mr. Reliable. I mean, he had like 55 more innings than the next highest guy. Right. Um, Yeah, and I I mean, it's it's interesting, right, that – and they, they, he was a bad interview, but they interviewed him dur- during the show. Yeah, I'm allowed to say that. I just like, did no, you watch he's it? A, he's a bad interview. It is a bad interview. Um, and I, it's it must be hard to get interviewed in the dugout too because a lot of distractions or whatever. So I, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, but but the fact that he came to Baltimore because he wanted to come to Baltimore, he knew he was supposed to be kind of that guy it's, with all these young pitchers. And to me, the I think what's most kind of amazing. Is he wants to come back? Oh, well, and right? is, I, I and think is all of a sudden, crazy that yeah, I would like Jordan Lyles back. Yeah, um, I we'll think get his into price this. tag's I, too high. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if this was 
last year again, I would be okay with it. But remember what we talked about last week. That's right. where I'm at. I'm at. Thank you for your service. Yeah, we need to upgrade that. it all. I'd rather put that eleven million dollars into a top of the rotation pitcher. And that's and I agree with that. But I also really appreciate what Jordan Lyles did this year. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like. I think he should be considered for the MBO just because our pitching staff. I mean, you saw it at the end too. Guys dropping like flies, right? Like Tyler Wells, he was dropping like flies. He 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 couldn't pitch pitch anymore um we were shutting guys yeah. down and so the fact that um he was able to step up and and eat those innings over and over and over again um and he wasn't the best pitcher on the team but i would argue he was the most important pitcher um, yeah. an argument also could be made josh for the best starter on the team if you look at i mean it, it's kind of amazing if you look at some of the stats like dean kramer ended up with an era of 3.23 um, he led the team in WARF amongst the pitchers. Yeah, we got some feedback on last week's episode that we did not give Dean Kramer enough credit. And after looking at the numbers, it's like, oh, yeah, Dean Kramer had an impressive year. Yeah, you want to talk about quietly having a, a really good year. I mean, you talked about Santander. Dean Kramer, I, the numbers are great. Um, and this is after being really good two years ago. Last year, I don't know what happened. Last year was a terrible year, um, but then the complete bounce back this year, and so and so, yeah, he he solidified himself as. I mean, this year numbers wise, he was the best pitcher in our rotation. You could argue that Dean Kramer, um, more than Tyler Wells, more than Kyle Bradish, that Dean Kramer should be the opening day starter next year. Yeah, but he won't be. I think it's possible. Yes. I have no idea. Do you have any idea who's going to be open day starter next year? Um, I tell you who it won't be. It won't be Grace Rodriguez. Yeah, you're right. I tell you who, who, and it who won't else be it John won't Means. Be. It won't be John Means. Yeah. So it's going not. to be Dean either Kramer a free agent or Dean Kramer. Or yeah, or you're going to have to decide between Dean Kramer and Tyler Wells and Kyle Bradish or something. You're right. You're right. Uh, we start on the road next year, don't we? Yeah, I don't know. So. Uh, so, but but those are, I mean, you, the other guy, I mean, I guess you can make an argument maybe for Jorge Mateo for just kind of how important he was to that for, for a while there, for a couple months there. I think you could make an argument he was the MBO, but he cooled off there at the end. Josh, does Jorge Mateo making the last ground out of the season, Is does that like, put him in the doghouse going into next year? Um, <laughs> no, it's more <laughs> of a question of is Jorge Mateo traded this offseason or does he stick yeah. around? There's no doghouse. This isn't ran by John Harbaugh. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, and again, I'm, I'm, we're not talking about 2023, but I'll just say this. Mike Elias did say one of the cool things about this free agency, he didn't use the word cool, I did, but one of the things about this team going to free agency is there's a lot of flexibility about who they want to sign. So if they want to sign an outfielder, a top-notch outfielder, they can do it um, and, and not sign an infielder because – they have Mateo, they have Westbrook coming. So you don't need that. They have uh, Norby. So you don't, you have prospects. You don't need to sign an infielder. But if the infielder kind of is that the guys they want and it's the right price and right years, then all of a sudden you can do an infielder and you have Colt Kowser and other prospects in the outfield. So you have prospects, top prospects in the outfield and in the infield. So it puts Michael Elias in a great position where it's not like, Oh, what this one thing this team needs is a shortstop. That's not true. Gunnar Henderson can play shortstop. Yep. Mateo can play shortstop. Westbrook can play shortstop. Or this one, the one thing this team needs is a left fielder. Uh-uh. 
because Colton Cowser can play left field. Um, so, no. I, so this team doesn't need anything. They just need to get a little bit better offensively. Right. And so whoever that guy is, infield or outfield, we can shift around. Yeah, the Orioles have some flexibility there, which I think is right. a great position to be. And in. And it's right. It's flexibility. It's not. We don't need you. Right, because we want to upgrade offensively. You. Yeah. Right. Um, but so we can get the best guy. We don't need to be, oh, this is the last best shortstop, so we have to sign him. No, <laughs> right, we don't. Right. No. But I do like some of the free agent shortstops, so I, I'd be okay with that move. Yeah. Um, Josh, biggest surprise this year. Who was the player? There's a lot of candidates because a lot of players outperformed what we thought they were. Would perform, biggest, but who, who for you is the it, biggest surprise? It's got to be Gunnar Henderson. The fact, oh, that, really? Yeah, because Gunnar Henderson, I knew Gunnar Henderson was going to be good. I didn't expect him to come up and impact them. I believe one of my bold predictions was that we would see Gunnar Henderson this year, but the, saying that in March was pretty bold. And the yeah. way that he lit up the minor leagues and then made it to the majors and didn't cool down he came in hot and made that impact to suddenly it's it's the adley and gunner show they're uh, maverick and goose out there was a surprise to me and not something i expected from i didn't expect it as excited as i was for gunner henderson to make an impact this year this was supposed to be the adley rushman year uh, i know it sounds like a weak pick to go with a rookie like your number one prospect but he wasn't yeah. the number one prospect uh, at the begin during the off season, so to come out of the season that way, and, and to make it, and not just Orioles number one. By it, the time he was caught up, he was Baseball America's exactly. number one prospect. Right. That yeah. was a surprise. I love that he still has his rookie year intact because I think he could make a good push for rookie of the year next year. He's going to have some competition with a uh, Orioles starter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Grayson Rodriguez and Gunner in in that competition. That'd be fun. Kind of like you had a little Batista hint in there this year. Um, but I know that's that's the weak pick. You want to get you're thinking of someone like a Dean Kramer was obviously a surprise. Um, Mateo being able to continue was a surprise. What, what would you have as your biggest surprise? I lost connection with my audio. Can you still hear me, Josh? Yeah, can you? I got I, a message came up saying I lost my audio connection. You're all right, you're good. We can all hear you. All right, um, no, so for me, the I feel like part of me wants to say Jorge Mateo just because he became like an, an everyday shortstop after struggling so long to be an everyday right. shortstop. But but I feel like the biggest surprise as a team to me is is pitching. So I feel like I have to go with the pitcher. And to me, a name we probably didn't mention in a single episode in the offseason. And Spencer all of a sudden, Watkins. he becomes one of the most exciting players. Josh, your favorite pitcher. And one of the most exciting pitchers on the team going from unknown to kind of this guy we all love. Yeah. To me, Felix Batista. That is, is the biggest that's surprise. A good, that's a Felix Batista's an excellent answer for biggest surprise, because it did it came out of nowhere and suddenly he represents the city. Yeah. So totally, totally agree with you. There. Yeah, and you can make an argument again. I don't know who who, who said this, but Dean Kramer. So we don't make that guy angry again. No, no. Dean Kramer. Um, um, big bounce back year for him. Is it fair to say Brandon Hyde? I would list as a big surprise this year. I know Brandon Hyde did some frustrating things, but there's some other times where I really liked the way he handled the bullpen. And I think when I look at how he handled this pitching staff the entire season, he did a great job. 
And the fact that Brandon Hyde went from a guy that I saw as a placeholder and we'll bring in John Madden or someone, not John Madden, uh, Joe Madden or someone next year. John Madden would be more impressive. Yeah, John John Madden would be way more impressive. Um, But the fact that now it's like, okay, yeah, Brandon Hyde's obviously the manager next year. I think this manager staff, after years and years of having horrible management staff and horrible issues and wanting to blame hitting coaches and bullpen coaches and blame all this stuff, the coaching staff, I got to give credit when the team turned around a 30-some game swing. Yeah, and, and people want to pick out like little issues they have Brendan Hyde, like his lineup. Like, oh my goodness, I never knew lineups could be such a storyline, but this right. year, lineups seem to dominate Twitter comments about the, the the lineup but but for me when you look at a manager's job at its core i don't even care there is the whole bullpen management thing i get that but at its core a manager's job is to make the players better and the whole coaching staff right yeah. their job is to get these players to p- play better Correct. and we just have guy after guy after guy from spencer watkins to austin both to felix batista to dean kramer to Jorge mateo a roster of guys who got better this year? And and that that man that lineup construction that everybody loves to complain about is part of managing because it's how you keep your guys healthy, well rested, and happy. And a manager yeah. has to manage that part of the clubhouse because it's not a bunch of robots we're putting out on the field. Yeah, and it's hard it's hard to quantify that, right? Like the the team culture, the the atmosphere, the feeling, but but clearly. This team had positive vibes yeah. from the jump, and that's probably credit to to, to manager Hyde. And that dugout loved when Odor was out on the field. So yep. you had to put him out there sometimes. And defensively, yep. he increased things. So it's it's a balance of clubhouse mentality, health, defense, offense, who you're facing, analytics. And manager Hyde and the entire club did a great job. Yeah. Also, an honorable mention for most improved player – not because of how great he was this year, though he was good, how bad I thought he was going to be, and that's Keegan Aiken. I think Keegan Aiken, I thought going into the season, this guy's an absolute bum. Why is he on the team? Why is he taking my roster spot? And especially the first half of the year, and overall, you look at his numbers, he had a good year, especially compared to what I thought he would do. So just an honorable mention for Keegan Aiken. All right, Josh, biggest disappointment. Biggest. I know this is a little bit harder to find that someone who is disappointed uh, the biggest disappointment on this team. I mean, it's got to be uh, biggest. All right, here we go. I know, I I know where you're going to go, so I'll leave I'll leave the other one to you. So I'm going to go with the biggest disappointment: Adley Rushman not being there on opening day. Because oh, good one. because Adley that? on there on opening day. If we saw that type of impact that we saw in late May, at the beginning of the season. That's a few extra wins. You think we're in the playoffs? I think we're in the playoffs if Adley plays. Isn't it interesting about yeah? And I think that your biggest disappointment would have also gotten us into the playoffs, which also yeah. tells a lot about this year. That from nothing, we were a few injuries away from the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, I'm going that way because at the beginning of the off season, I mean the beginning of the season, we laid out um, new guy Friday, right. And the two biggest new guys was Adley Rutschman, and you're right, his his start was delayed. And a guy whose start was delayed to the point where he never even got the pitch, and that's not 
ever getting to see Grayson Rodriguez pitch in an Orioles uniform. That, for me, is the biggest no, and one, disappointment. And once it was announced Adley was not going to be opening day, we marked on our new guy Friday as Grayson Rodriguez being the first one up. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He's, he, even before, if he wasn't the first, he was always the, the next. Yep. Number two. Um, uh, Josh, I thought you were going to say the fact that Matt Harvey never made it to the list. <laughs> I, I do like Matt Harvey. I know you're and, Matt Harvey guy. Um, he could have fit on this team. I, I assume it's just a one-year option and he's gone this offseason. But yeah, I, uh, I, good for Matt Harvey. Lyle says he wants to come back. Cheer, 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 Chirinos says he wants to come back on a major league deal. Everybody on this team wants to come back. That's the type of clubhouse Brandon Hyde has built. Wow. Yes. And we know where we're going. I mean, the 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 players know. It's only up You and I know 2023. The guys in the clubhouse know 2023 also. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to just take a bunch of 2023 World Series championship shirts and just send them to the Orioles players. Yep. And Carlos Correa. You know, pick some big free agents, and we'll we'll send the we'll yeah, send the twenty twenty three shirts there. Welcome Max to Scherzer, Degrom. Right. I know I, I don't know if Max Scherzer, but Degrom, Justin Verlander. Yeah, not Max Scherzer. He'll cut it up. Um, Carlos Rendon. No, that's you got to worry about Chris Sale. Oh, Chris Sale. Chris, Chris Sale. That was Chris Sale. I was getting the two confused. Ma- yeah. Wait, Max Scherzer's a free agent. Max Scherzer's not a free agent. Yeah, I don't think he's a free agent. I no. think he did like three for no. ninety or something. I love I love Max Scherzer. You know, Max Scherzer's my favorite pitcher. Yeah, I love him too. Um, I was mad that I know I'm I'm in Braves country. I oh, was mad when the Braves swept the Mets because I'm yeah. I'm all on board the Mets. I'm all, train that's what I was going to ask you. We're I'm all we're all on board the Mets. I think all yeah, of Birdland yeah, is on board. I want to see my man Buck Showalter there as long as possible. Yeah, it's I weird to root for a team pretty much totally because of the manager, but that's where I'm at. I'm right there with you and Max Scherzer. But yeah, let's see Buck take down Manny. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get to some some uh, best stories. I have two notes here. I have one for best story um, and one for best personal memories from this season. All right, you don't um, want to go you don't want to go like best position player, best field, best defense, best pitcher. You want to do any of that stuff? I feel like we talked a lot about stuff with with the All right. NBA. I mean, we we'll right, go there right. if you want. Yeah, no, well, let's go to the, let's go to these stories. All right. We'll, we don't need an entire award show. Right, it's right, kinda, right. That's kind of there's other things. Podcasts don't need to do award shows. No, no, that would be silly. Um, so f- one of the top stories for me um, that became a thing this year. Does this continue after this year? I don't know. But the home run chain. Let's start there. The home run chain. A thing when the season started, it caught on. It became a thing. Um, I'm. I, I think the home run chain was a cool story this year. Uh, I don't know if it continues, but I, I loved it this year. I am right there with you. I love the home run chain. Um, I guess it's thanks to Fired Up Guy, who uh, then became the uh, marketing point for all of uh, – oh, now it says I'm muted. I think we're still broadcasting. But, yeah, I guess it's the Fired Up Guy. He became the marketing, and when it was on all of the uh, Oriole stuff for Fan uh, Appreciation Weekend. Looks like Matt fell offline. I'm guessing he's going to come back online in just a moment. Lost you for a second there, Matt. Yeah, sorry, I'm back. I don't know what happened. <laughs> of course, technology. Um. So yeah, I'm but with yeah. I'm with you. Home run chain, great addition. Um, I've noticed 
I've been paying more attention to teams, and I know some other teams have the home run chain. I know some people tried to move it over to the Ravens with the touchdown chain. Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, the, uh, uh, poor boys is selling touchdown chains. I keep getting ads for it. The uh-huh. Ravens have not embraced that. I love the way the Orioles embrace the home run chain. Yeah, it's got to be a player thing. If the players don't it's get behind gotta it. It's got to be a player thing. So I'm all for anything like that, anything to make baseball fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, the, doing the goggles. goggles. The goggles, yeah. goggles is definitely a fun thing from this year. It was fun to see the Oriole players still doing the goggles today, even though it's like, hey, it's a meaningless game. But still, they're having fun. They're enjoying it. I mean, we play softball games that are really meaningless in the end, but we still have fun, and that's what we we got to see the Orioles do. Um, the, yeah, yep. the, the Orioles goggles is fun. I'd love to see that carry in the next year as well. Especially since yep. I, I got a Oriole shirt up on Birdland Sports of the Oriole bird doing the goggles. There you go. Um, the other thing, the other big stories, again, we go on and on all day, but I think Trey, Trey, Trey Mancini, that whole story um, about trade or not trade and what he means to Baltimore, I thought was kind of important, interesting conversations. Um, and then, and then, of course, you know, the whole Mo Gabba day, inside the park home run right before he's traded. I mean, that's just, you, you, I mean, you, you can't write, write well, a script like that. That's pretty cool. No, that's all the baseball magic stuff where baseball yeah. more than any other sports hits those weird things. Like you saw the Aaron judge stuff with, with uh, yesterday, today's record going in and they were 99 and 62 the day after he hit the 62 home run, 62nd home run. So they were yeah. his number and his number of home runs as their record. That's just cool stuff that you only see in uh, baseball. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, other good. This is going back from the beginning of the season. If you have the memory to remember, um, Chris Owens. I met who. There was so much talk about why Chris Owens is still on this team, um, and see, he only played. I looked back. He only played. He only had sixty-eight plate appearances, but it felt like he was up here for like five months. But no, he was just up here for. I mean, he only played in twenty-seven games. Yeah, so. but he was, but he was on the bench a lot of games. He was yeah. taking the problem that with Chris, the Chris Owens frustration was because we knew we had rookies that we wanted to see. Yeah, but it's kind of impressive that Chris Owens only played in those twenty-seven games, only had sixty-eight plate appearances. But if you look at the position players by WAR, he is second on in, in negative WAR, our second worst player according to WAR, and just in a very small sample size. Only uh, Robinson Chirinos has I was gonna a worse war. That was going to be and my guess. And it's like double what Chris Owens is. Yeah, Torino's, Torino's war might have showed you why Adley made this team better. Yeah, I mean, if you look at all the negative war guys, it's like a list of guys who are well, like a question marks why they're on the team. Tyler Nevin, Jesus Aguilar, Anthony Bemboom, Calvin Gutierrez, who I forgot actually even played in 12 games this year. Rylan Bannon. Uh-huh. DJ Stewart, who I forgot only Dude, had three at bats all year. I forgot that DJ Stewart even was on the Orioles this year. Yeah, he was spent more time at Norfolk than at Baltimore. Yeah. What about Brett Jonathan Phillips? Ruiz. Brett Phillips on there? Brett, Brett Phillips is <laughs> actually yeah, he's there. He's there in the negative war. Brett um, he's Phillips the last guy is one of going to be. That's going to be a trivia question <laughs> five years from now. Yeah, yeah, Pam and yeah, Brett Phillips and Hayes Aguilar too. Those oh yeah, yeah. weird. Weird, weird <laughs> Who finished the season on the team? So who knows? 
He got to play in the last game. I think did he bet three or four? He's like batting cleanup in the last well, game of the season. Well, the well, Brandon Hyde, Brandon Hyde played little league coach today. Where for game one sixty one and one sixty two being a doubleheader, he told everyone before the game, every single person in this clubhouse is playing today. Yeah. So he got them yeah. all in. Yeah, that was yeah. It's a little bit weird to me, but whatever. Oh, it's like totally why weird. Adley Rutschman wasn't DHing or even pinch hitting there at the end. Uh, whatever. I don't really care. No, it's. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay? Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... Oh, so I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. It's totally uh, weird, and Adley was probably getting the orange slices ready. Yeah. Um, the other, I think, great story this year, talk about the home run chain, the gog. The other kind of promotional slash play on the field is the emergence of Batista as our closer, this amazing pitcher with an amazing splitter and a 101 mile per fastball. And an amazing intro. And the intro, the wire intro, the whistle. Um, That's a pretty cool story from this year as well. No, I can't wait. And that would definitely continue. I can't wait to get to a night game next year to see that. The videos are all cool, but I want to be in the stadium when that happens. Yeah. Uh, other cool story this year, we ran the bases, man, uh, between Jorge Mateo and Cedric Mullins, the first duo, I think since the 1970s or something, to lead the league in first and second in stolen bases in the American League. Um, who I forget, it was Rutschman first. I mean, I'm not Rutschman. It was Mateo. No, he wasn't the leader to stolen bases. <laughs> was Mullins first or Mateo first? I don't know, but they were first and second. So good on them. That was a cool story. Mateo had 35 and Mullins had 34. Okay. So first and second. There. Who's, do you know who was, was third for the Orioles? Oh, who was third for the Orioles? Um, Ryan McKenna? Mm, no. McKenna had Austin two. Hayes? Hayes had two. Odor? Odor had six. Rugnad Odor, third for, for the Orioles' stolen bases. Yeah. that's. I was looking at this. I don't and I I don't understand war. We should talk to someone who understands war. But they have war for offense, war for defense, and war for base running. Yeah. And I don't understand base running war because well, first is Mateo. You would never guess who second is. Oh, Dor? No, just it's Rutschman. Oh, maybe because of the doubles. He, he was a double Mal- machine. I would assume Odor's at the bottom because we saw Odor run into multiple. That's what I would think too. But he's he's fifth. It's Mullins, McKenna, <laughs> and then after Mullins, McKenna, and Mateo is Odor. It's kind of wild. And, and, and maybe because he was second on the team in stolen base, I mean, third on the team in stolen bases. Um, but you're right. I, I mean, that's interesting. We're not top of the league. It's weird, right? Because we're middle of the pack in stolen bases, but we have the two best stolen base stealers in the league. Right. So it shows you that there's not a lot of speed on the team outside. Now that would change with Gunnar Henderson. I think Gunnar Henderson plays a full season. 
he's going to get 15 steals or something. But you have right. like 35, 34, and then six, six right. and two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that'll increase. Adley had four stolen bases, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, other great storyline. We got them on draft pick this year. Jackson Holiday. Right. Which means it gets to continue. We get to do the countdown to Holiday. Of course, yeah. as a young kid, it's going to take a little longer. But but that combined, I think, with this whole season, there's a lot of talk about the Orioles farm system. You mentioned yeah. the emergence of Gunnar Henderson. It seemed like almost every player in the farm system had great years. And so we became the unanimous kind of even with the promotion of Adley, even with the promotion of Gunner, I, I think most people have us as, if not the top, near the top um, of the best farm systems in baseball. Yeah. After this, graduating, your, you know, the top two prospects in all the baseball. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And what we got to see this season is how the national media handled the Baltimore Orioles. Where from a laughing stock, laughing stock, laughing stock to a little bit paying attention to by the end of the year, all bought in with the Orioles especially that farm system and the future of the Baltimore Orioles, where no one's poo-pooing the future of the Baltimore Orioles. Now, where this offseason, we the, all the jokes were how the Orioles are going to set another record for a horrible season because they've got no payroll. Yep, it's going to be a completely different conversation this offseason because yeah. people also know what happened this offseason. If, even if we brought back the same roster, which we won't, but even if we brought back the same roster, I don't think this season's fluky. Right, like this is no. not a season where oh we're we're a, we're a, a, a sixty win team, but everything just went our way this year. No. no, like this team has legit talent. Well, that's what's special about baseball. One hundred sixty two games does not allow flukes. You can be hot for a month. You can be hot for two months. There's nothing that randomly happens for one hundred sixty two games. Yeah, some some people would argue some of those Dan Duquette Buck Showalter years with the extra innings, how many of those one run games we won. Some people argue that might be a little bit fluky, but. There yeah. was none of that this year. None of it. Um, we mentioned, I, I think the bounce back season, specific, spe- specifically of a rotation, I think of Dean Kramer, his bounce back year. I think of Spencer Watkins, the best year of his career. I think of Alston Voth, who was terrible for the Nationals. The second he gets here, he turns into you know one of the best pitchers on, on yeah. our team. Um, the, the Just the turnaround by almost every single pitcher to have better years and even career years is a huge story this year. And that's going to be, an, again, we go, always go to 2023, but good luck predicting this ro- rotation, especially if we sign a couple guys. No, totally, totally agree. Um, and I think also the emergence or the wake up, another good storyline for me for this season is the wake up of the fan base. That the, that the Oriole fan base returned to Camden Yards we saw Orioles Twitter come back to life. We saw it online come to life. We had our attendance this year in Camden Yards surpassed 2020, 2021, obviously because of COVID, but it also surpassed 2019, the last year of like a full baseball season without any type of COVID restrictions. Yep, and I'm so, willing to bet money that next year it'll surpass this year. Oh, yeah, no. And we're selling, I guarantee we're selling more season ticket memberships and everything this year because you want to get those playoff tickets yep yeah you, you got it so i think yep. that that's exciting um let's see for me my, the best story of the off, of the season this is the best story for me personally of the season the the drama between john and <laughs> Louis angeles i know it's not on many other people's radars many oh. people don't care but for I'm, me that made, brought so much joy to my life 
just the drama. And yeah. I shouldn't take joy at other people's drama. I do. I can't help myself. Uh, but to me, that was a fun storyline, kind of undergirding this whole yeah. all the oral success. And I, I will say, if you go back and find the 336 episode where we discussed it as brothers, kind of breaking down some brotherly drama. Yeah, even I, just discussing this story, was it was one of, it's one of the highlights of my season. It's one of my favorite episodes that we did of the season. I totally yeah. agree with you. And uh, that's not going away. That's going to be here in the um, – this is going to be here in the off season, but it's yeah, crazy the, how much it's it's funny to see in Twitter and Facebook posts as fans take sides of the Peter side or the or uh, the John side or the Lewis side, and the people who hate take the, the the Lewis side are the people who like uh, decided to hate on the Orioles years ago. They're the guys yeah. that's like, oh, Adley's not on opening day. Uh, burn my tickets. Yeah. Oh, and you can tell a lot by a fan. If you just see someone comment, see anyone um, make comment about Elias or quote, quoting Elias, spending money this offseason, going to free agency, <laughs> just look at the comments and you can... In- yeah. You can totally see if they're on board or not on board based on their type of comment. Agreed with that. Matt, I can't hear you. I'm not sure what happened, but I have no, cannot hear you. You're going to restart and hopefully come back. I know, I I find that Twitter is a lot more positive Oriole fans, and I think it's because it's more younger people who are getting on board with this, where Facebook, Facebook is the land of the Oriole fans that hate Michael Elias, hate Peter Angelos, hate the Orioles organization. They're the... It's the this team will not win no matter what happens until the Angelos family gets rid of the team. Yeah, and and they'll always be there. And maybe, I mean, it could be we could be seeing um, maybe the end of the Angelos own, 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 own ownership group, which brings up a whole another bunch of discussions for a, a later time if it's good or bad for the Orioles. Um, I think you could argue both ways whether it's good or bad for the Orioles yeah. have new owners, um, but. But it's definitely a possibility. I got oh, I got a good thing about the fan base coming back is also as we see them return to Camden Yards and TV and Twitter, they've also returned to section three thirty six. So it's been oh, fun. Yeah. It's been fun for a bunch of three thirty sixers to come back and for the show to do well again. Yep. Yep. The uh I, I'm I'm guilty of the two. I listen to more Orioles podcasts when they win. When oh, they I, don't lose. I don't want to listen. No, I understand. We were we were here, we were still here. We were, shop was still open during the recession, but it's a whole lot more fun to shop now. Yeah, it's it's uh, the market is booming, and yeah, and I mean I mean, and it's there's we we just talked about a bunch here. There's just so many good storylines to talk about, which makes it more fun to do this podcast when we're talking about fun storylines like we have been able to this year. That's what I got for best stories, and I got some personal moments. I don't know if you have any, Josh. Yeah, a couple I do too. Personal moments. Yeah. Well, I like to point out just in general, we talk a lot here about kind of our identity as kind of family members and as brothers and as, you know, sons to our father and just as people, right? Our identity is wrapped up with the Orioles. Really, so, especially the family side. Yeah. And, and this year was unique because both of our personal lives, 
underwent some pretty drastic changes along with Orioles. So yeah. it was it was pretty cool in the midst of these kind of drastic changes to have the Orioles there. Um, and for me, it showed up in, in the way that my son this season became like understanding at five, understanding what baseball is and really a fan of baseball and what great timing for him to kind of become aware of this thing called baseball. Right. No, and that's it is. It's funny because as Silas is learning about baseball and falling in love with the Orioles, um, I get a stepson. And suddenly I get to take an eight-year-old and do the same thing and turn him into loving the Orioles, loving Austin Hayes. And I get to take him to uh, Camden Yards for the first time, to uh, the, see the Ironbirds, which is my first time in Aberdeen. Yeah. To see the Bay Sox, to the, see the the tide down here. I saw, I saw three levels of minor league play, plus the major league squad this year, yep. because all three levels of the all every level of the Orioles organization is fun right now, and to share that with yeah. a son is really special. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw four levels, but then I said lie because I never saw Nor Nor Norfolk, but I saw. Um, Marva, Aberdeen, and Bowie. Yeah. And yeah, and and like taking my son, and we did the autographs things for the first time this year. We got in autographs. And I don't care about autographs, really. Like, I don't care. No. But for me, it's like the interaction with the players, especially at minor league games, having conversation with Kobe Mayo, having conversation with Hudson Kerstat. Yeah. Um, I got, I got, that's, that, that's real cool to, to, to me. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have a five-minute conversation with the player, honestly, than, than, than sign baseball. No, I get, but my son's super into the signing and just that connection was a highlight for me on a personal level. Oh, totally. I got to call Gunnar Henderson over, have him autog- have yeah, get yeah, his yeah, autograph, yeah. and then two days later, he's playing for the Baltimore Orioles. So I got to yeah. say, can't wait to see you in Baltimore, and then two days later, point on the TV and say, hey, Owen, there's the guy who just signed your ball. It's awesome, that connection. Yep. Yep. And and for me, one of the highlights in the Milan games is going to Aberdeen and seeing um, D.L. Hall um, pitch to – Adley Rutschman at Aberdeen, which is probably not fair to have those two guys pitching right, in Aberdeen, right. but they're both going through like their rehabs to, to, together. Um, and even though Adley stubbed me for an autograph, um, it was still one of the the highlights of my season to see in those two young birds. And like you said, with Gunnar Henderson, like knowing, like, yeah. like Hessen Kerstad, it was really fun to talk with him, but he he's a ways away now. But talking to two guys that you knew would be in Baltimore not before before too too long is pretty cool. Yeah, no, I hope we can get some of those guys this offseason to talk to three thirty six because it is it's this is a cool time and the emergence of it. It reminds me of as we're thinking about who we got to talk to in minor league parks. It reminded me of who I who we got to run got in Bowie, who we didn't mention with all the Orioles and surprises and stuff. Ramon Urias. We should have mentioned him also as a guy who had a sneakingly good year. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, he was good. Uh, like I said, it, I mean, everyone had a good year. I mean, the guy you could argue had a bad year. Chirino. Chirinos, maybe Odor if you want to go that direction. But those were not th- – those are veteran no. players. And Odor had were, some fun game-winning hits. Yeah. I mean, to me, my best member of the season was going with my son to that 13-inning game – um, and being there um, with my dad and my son, my dad, our dad, and my son, and seeing staying the whole time 
which I never would. I mean, I'm an idiot for taking a five-year-old to a 13-year game. <laughs> right. But And he was like asleep on the seat uh, by the time it happened. But like having him witness that with me, and then it was always a talking point after that of remember that when he hit the ball on U- Utah Street. So that 13 and walk-off. And Odor, he did go on a little bit of like a mini streak of walk-offs. Like it, was, it, was, it was his thing in May to just do walk-off home runs. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that, that was that, that, so even, even, Odor, I mean, people hate on Odor all you want. I mean, he, for me, provided one of the best memories of the year. So all take right. that. All right. Personal for me would be launching a Birdland Sports this season okay. and the success that that had. I wish I launched it a whole lot earlier in the season, but I didn't get to it until late in the season, which fell in time with people still falling in love with the Orioles and had an amazing season. And it was so much fun constantly creating new Orioles gear that I get now will definitely be continuing that in the next season. Yeah, no, that, that 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 that's a cool thing. That's a cool thing. And cool to yeah. see like my shirts when I'm mass- watching a massing game and I'll see it in the in the stands. Yeah. Or see someone no, that, post that a picture cool. of a shirt I designed on Twitter. Yeah. Oh oh and the last thing I just want to mention about having my son be in the baseball now. I was going through some kind of like crisis moving to Atlanta. Yeah. Like thinking thinking about in terms of if this was 2019 or something. Like, I don't know. Like, like, what do I do? do? Do I raise my son as an Orioles fan knowing I'm just setting him up for heartache the rest of his life right. when he could root for a really good run franchise here in Atlanta? That's going to win the World Series? Yeah. It's, yeah hard, it's hard to root against a World Series winner when we were the type of squad we were. Yeah, but 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 now, like my son, I'm, I'm cool with he can go outside and he does home run derbies and pretends to be Gunnar Henderson. And I feel good about that because... Gunner's gonna be here next year, and the year after, and the year after, and the Orioles gonna be good and and competitive. And yeah. even if they don't make the playoffs every year, they're gonna be a good baseball team. Right. And so I feel good raising my oh. son to be an Orioles fan and not oh. subjecting him to a life of misery. No, it's fun. Hopefully. I coach. I coach little league now, and I'm a I'm a, the bench coach and lineup coach and all. And it's fun to hear Owen in the dugout because he's telling stories about Oriole players. He's talking yeah. about Orioles. He's wearing number twenty one because of Austin Hayes. Like that would not have happened three years ago, with the way the Orioles have been playing. It's special. My son does talk a little bit too much about Aaron Judge, and I don't That's know where way, that comes from. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know where he sees it. I mean, it's not like he's watching Sports Center. Does he watch? Does he use the MLB app? Yeah, he watches the condensed games. All right, and the recaps. so maybe it's be- maybe it's because baseball is celebrating Aaron Judge. A little too much yeah. to try to when, to try to get out of this whole steroid era talks. Well, so. Even when you watch the Orioles, like they talk about Aaron Judge a lot. Like everyone talks about Aaron Judge. <laughs> it's like it's a little bit hard to get past his name. Where, so where's he, he playing? Aaron next year? Judge is the be- best player there is. Where do you, where right now? Where's Aaron Judge playing next year? Oh, where's he? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I would guess the Yankees. I don't know. I think I think he goes out west. I think one of those California teams. I mean, there's a Dodgers bunch of money. There's a bunch of money out there. Dodgers, San Francisco's gonna has had some crappy years. They got to compete with the Padres and and uh, Dodgers doing well. Yeah, Angels I mean, are gonna need to replace Otani after they trade him. Yeah, I mean, why would you trade Otani? Why not just sign Otani instead of signing Judge? <laughs> I, but, I know you get more but, back. My, I think the best story would be if he signs with the other New York team, the Mets. I think that would make me happy. And that would make, yeah, of course. A great story. Of course. 
I mean, I hope he does. This. I mean, I'm, I have mixed feelings. I hope he signs the Yankees and turns into Chris I, Davis. But I'm so excited for next year with the new uh, schedule lineups and play everyone and don't play your division as much to see Are how you? that impacts. I am. I am. Because as a guy that was against interleague play forever, interleague play isn't going anywhere. So if yeah. you can make it a little more evenly scheduled for everyone, I like that. The fact yeah. that every other year the Orioles will be in either Atlanta or Miami, I love that as a as a fan down here. Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm pumped about going to see the Orioles play in Atlanta, um, but there is something about not the Orioles are good. Right <laughs> There's now, not fun getting pummeled about by, by them for every year, but there is something cool about in the division. Yeah, like you got to beat your division. Like you got right. it just it just it's unfortunate that. that the division we're in just has no weak spots. But th- but there's something cool about to make the playoffs. You got to win your division, and you got to go through these division right. teams and prove that you're the best division. But you know te- what? Team, team in the division. We're still going to be in the division. We're still going to play yep. them more than anyone else. So that's still yep. there. Yep. Just not quite so much. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. No. I. I. I yeah. I, I kind of have mixed feelings, but I, I agree with you. I think. Um, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I mean, you mentioned the schedule change. I'm excited about all the rule changes for next year for baseball. I think about time. Good for baseball. Getting the rule yes. changes. Love it. Um, so yeah, I'm on, I'm all on board for 2023 in kind of every respect. Um, I'm going. This is going to be for Oriole fans. This is going to be the longest off season of our lives because every rumor before yeah. we could dismiss every rumor. <laughs> now like, we're the leader last, on every rumor. Last off season, the Carlos Correa rumors were kind of fun, but I never, I never got my hopes up. No, like I, 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 I could dream that it would work out. Right, but I but never, we never said, thought it yeah, was a reality. It would never thought it was reality. This offseason, I'm gonna be thinking every rumor is, is could be a reality, yeah. right? So it's gonna be you're right, and 99 of them, not and 99 of them won't work out. Hopefully, one or two works out, but it's gonna. And then after we get them, like we want this, I want the season to start tomorrow. Like, I'm saying, already, I'm already itching. 99 of them won't work out, so no Aaron yeah. Judge to Baltimore. 99, I don't see Aaron Judge in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't see Aaron Judge to Baltimore either, especially but, after Baltimore. But but we could use him. Sure, I, I would take him. I'll I would take, take him. him on my squad. Yeah, especially. I mean, he might want to sign with the Orioles, Josh, just so he doesn't need to go against Orioles pitching because Orioles pitching had his number last series. Right. We <laughs> owned Aaron Judge. Uh, according to the announcers, we walked Aaron Judge and never gave him anything good to hit. I think we struck him out more than we walked him. Yeah. Josh, do you think we should have grooved fastballs down the middle for Aaron Judge so he could have got his no. home runs? No, but no, no. Even if we were out of the playoffs, we shouldn't groove no. for Aaron Judge. No. No, how's that? Is it okay to walk a guy when you're not going to win anything? You're trying to win the game. You're trying to set personal records. That home run, it doesn't. You don't get a little mark where that home run doesn't count against your ERA because you grooved it to Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I kept on thinking about, and I agree. I think we pitched him well. I was really pleased how we pitched him. But I was thinking about all. I mean, every team has that player who crushes us every year. And I was like, how come we don't pitch like that to these other guys who crush us every year? I was wanting a little more more of that, um, of pitching around guys. I think we should yeah. do that more with great hitters, not right. not less. I but agree. I, I think it makes sense when you have a guy who's their best hitter on the team by far. That just kills you. To not give them very many good pitches to hit. I think that makes sense to me. Right. I don't know. But but Yankee, you, right. Y- Yankees announcers think you just – Throw strikes every time. Mm-hmm. Whatever. 
All right. Anything else, Josh, wrapping up this season? I, I want this other point I want to make. I know the means and Rodriguez injury thing. Overall, though, I think it was kind of a remarkable year. Injury for, like what position player? Urias was down for a little bit, but that's a about little it. bit. That's a little yeah, bit. And that was kind of it, right? Yeah. There was no, no major great, injuries. No, really great health with position players. healthy season. And then D.L. Hall, who hasn't had a healthy season, I feel like, in forever. D.L. Hall stayed healthy the whole season. And really good out of the bullpen down the home stretch. Yes, I liked what I saw from him. He pitched well today, too. I liked what I saw from him. I think he's going to be a force next year. I'm excited for his offseason. Um, and then Hessen Kerstat, right, who's been trying to get healthy all year. He played most of the year healthy. So I think that's – I mean, I think for the most part, our prospects – Outside of Grace Rodriguez, and the Grace Rodriguez thing wasn't like Tommy John. It was just, I mean, he could have played if the season went on for another couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, he was pitching at the minors by the end of the year. So it wasn't a, a super serious injury. Nope. Um, so I think overall, just very healthy year. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, Batista, they shut down a little early. But Tyler ty- ty- Wells, too, but not, yeah, not but serious not, injuries. No, nothing serious. More of let's be safe. We're playing for next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they were pushing for the playoffs, I guarantee he would have kept on pitching. They were, um, they were pushing for the playoffs. Yeah. And, of course, big highlights for this year is just all the rookies that we saw. Adley, yep. Gunner, Dia Hall. Given that their first games in Camden Yards, seeing crowds come out, all that. Yep. And um, we're going to have similar conversations next year when we talk about Jordan Westberg and Connor Norby and Colton Kowser. It's crazy. It's so special. And then after that wave, we'll get into the Heston Kerstad, hopefully, and Jackson Holiday will be next on that roster on that what, list. We're talking yeah. about in two years. What a special time to become an Oriole fan. Yeah, it's it's good times. What Welcome. a special time to yeah. to move away from the state of Maryland. Hey, Great do job. you know do you know Idiot. who uh, who who has had more time at the bottom of the AL East since twenty twelve? I'll tell you, uh, it's, would, it's not the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, the Red Sox. It's the Red Sox. Red Sox love to do the, I'm great one year, I'm the worst in the league next year. They love to do the flip-flop. They've always had. Yeah, they do. They're going to have an interesting offseason. They They're going to be, the a, the AL East, I mean, I guess Toronto's pretty set. Um, the Rays do their thing. And, right, and New York but, does their thing. Well, yeah, but New York with the whole Aaron Judge is going to be interesting. Yeah, and, because, and the fact that the limelight is really on the Mets this year. Yeah, and and um, you got that inner city argument. Yeah, and then um, the Red Sox are going to be really interesting. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'll see what what our, what our counterparts do because the Red Sox could could knock it down even more, and or or they could sign Devers and some of the yeah. other young players. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, a lot of fun. Good time though for the uh, all those Savannah Park fans to come back to the Orioles. Now that the Red Sox are struggling. Good time for all those Nats fans to come back to the Orioles, and it's oh yeah, really great time for the Nats fans to leave. Really, a great time to start seeing Camden Yards fill up again next year. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, yeah, um, and to show well on the road, like 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 we'll we'll yes. be doing showing well on the road. I've already printed out the schedule and started marking what road games I'm going to. Yeah, because we're traveling. Then next year's the time to to catch them. I haven't. We haven't gone to Fenway yet. Next year might be where you and I have to plan a trip to Fenway. Yeah, I've because, done. I've done many Fenway. The 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 yeah. Fenway in whatever city it is in Florida. Yeah, yeah, they're minor league. I know we've yeah. gone. We've gone up on the fake the fake green monster, which the I think is a monster. I think it's blue down here. I think it's a blue okay. monster. 
Okay. But no, we haven't done we haven't done Fenway. This is a good time to do Fenway. I've got Seattle marked as one that I might go a road trip I might go on this year because they got a weekend okay. in Seattle. Obviously, we're all, we're gonna hit Atlanta together. It's a fun time to be an Oriole fan. Yep, agree completely. Agree completely. All right, and this was a this was a fun year. All, all in all, you you walk away from this, you, you walk away fe- feeling good. You didn't win the whole thing. Nope. You, you didn't win the jackpot, but you came in with nothing, and you walked away with something. Even if it's not the whole thing, you walked away with something, and right. so. Uh, and you take them in the off season. You, you bring it in ne- ne- next year, and yeah, it's it's all in all, two thumbs up for this year's season. Yep. That was a good season. Can I can I uh, yep. can I bring up a uh, quick Ravens comment question before we get out of here? The, you want to point out the fact that they have been behind for what ten seconds in the first four games and are two and two. <laughs> That's a funny stat. I wanted yeah. to ask you. Who do you blame on the loss? Lamar Jackson throwing the interception or John Harbaugh not taking the points and putting Tucker out there at fourth and two? Here's my hot take. It's a long season, and week four doesn't really that ma- matter that much. And if you think John Harbaugh is going to be fired, like people call him to be fired. He has too it's, much credit credibility to fire midseason. It's the no, same people like Ken Zalas who's been calling him for, to be fired him for years. Yeah, yeah. You give them the whole season, and then you sit back. I'm not making any pronouncements. Yes. Um, but but no, I I think you. I, I blame Lamar Jackson. I I I don't think I do you scored 20 points and beat the Bills. Um, I think obviously in retrospect they should have kicked the field goal, but and, for Lamar Jackson not to score the whole second half of the game, that's on that right. offense. That's on Lamar. And he didn't have to throw that interception if he would have just found the guy earlier. Yeah, there was a guy, the, open. and there was another. There was another guy open as well. So yeah. it was a forced interception. Um, yeah, but 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 just even not that single play. Like you, you got to score more points if right, you want exactly. to run with the Bills. You got to score more points. No, and what it showed is we can hang with the Bills. We just got to take that next step, and we're only at week four. And, yeah, and, we're, NFL- and we're at week four with a with a NFL now that has made preseason shorter, and then they don't even play the real players during preseason. So you really take five weeks to get warmed up in the season yeah people have to watch more nfl games the league is crazy now scoring's I mean, way the down jets, the jets are two and two I mean, we whooped <laughs> yeah. the jets like they were jokes and the jets are out there beating teams like there's just such parody in this league yes that week to week and if, and you're telling me and i think the number is something like 10 seconds we've been behind in the first four or four games like we're doing something right and as long as we figure out we have the whole season to figure it out and if we stay relatively healthy, I think that's a huge thing too in the NFL. Who gets hurt and who who doesn't? I mean, but we're tied for first in our division at two and two. So I think it's a long season. The people are too reactionary after week four. Yeah. Chill out. Totally agree. I'm right there with you. All right. Though we better beat the Bengals. Yeah, gotta gotta especially in our division where and if, you and only last need year, nine wins. Last year they whooped on us whooped on us. Right. Whooped on us. Hmm. That's yeah, a Sunday night game. And it's, and it's, oh, in, Bal- oh, it's in Baltimore. We don't play. Yeah. Well, it's a Sunday night game. What's with but, not hey, winning in Baltimore? What's with that, too? That's what I'm saying. We don't win in Baltimore. But, hey, uh, you guys coming to town this weekend? We gonna, are yeah. we going to be together for Sunday night? We haven't watched the Ravens game together in a long time. Oh, yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah, because we're, co- we're going back on Monday. So, yeah. All right. Cool. We get to watch that together. That'll yeah. be fun. No, it's fun. Yeah. It's been a while. So. 
All right. Well, uh, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. Th- right. Thanks for that Ravens talk to end it. Hey, um, just because the Orioles season's over, don't unsubscribe to Section 336. Yeah. We're continuing every week still. This is going to be a fun off season for the Orioles. So stick yep. around here. Go do the rate review thing on iTunes. Tell your friends. Let's grow 336 to something special. Um, I'd love to have another 336 night at the yard next year. And we might be able to make it happen if, as yeah. long as we keep growing. I mean, we're, we're closer to having a night at Tropicana Field. But, yeah, no, I hear you. Hey, uh, I'll give a little plug. Um, uh, now I'm blanking. The guys that are the uh, – what's the Orioles minor league podcast? On, the, On verge? the Verge. On the Verge has a live show Thursday night, October 6th. So if you're listening to this right away, it's either tomorrow or tonight. Uh, check it out. Check their Twitter, Facebook, and all that. And go go help them out. Go check out their live show. I don't know if they've announced the guest, so I'm not going to say who it is right here, but they've got some pretty cool guests for their live show tonight. Uh, I'm sure night. they get the best guests. Yeah. Live shows are fun. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening to another edition of Section336.com. Follow us on all your social media platforms. <laughs> I'm sorry, not listening to Section336.com. I don't think that's how the internet works, but go ahead. All right, Josh, I'm not. I'm just closing us out. I'm not right. thinking about what I'm saying. Right, I'm just yeah, speaking it's, it's words. The, it's the Sydney podcast. Exactly. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me at twitter.com to, yes. to clarify there. You can listen I'm to me over at Twitter. Twitter.com backslash section. No, you can follow me section 336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka and also check out Birdland Sports. I'll be doing uh, sales now that it's the off season for the World Series. Going to put the shirts uh, a lot cheaper and then get ready for Christmas. And with every shirt sale, Josh donates $1 to the signed Carlos Correa Fund. So go ahead and support that as well. Oh, is that where we want to direct our money now? To sign Carlos Correa? Is there someone else you'd rather have? I don't know. I have to look. I have to, I'll have. i let you know next week. All right. Where that money is going. I got to right. look at free agency. Uh, Gunner's a better shortstop than I expected. Mateo, uh, Mateo, I wasn't expecting. Carlos might not be the answer. Not saying no. Next week. I want your top three next week. In the dream scenario, you're in your top three next all week. Right, all right. My dreams next week. Got it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. And go Mike Elias. Sign some free agents.
En Lowe's, trae cuenta ser un pro. Ahorra 5% todos los días en compras elegibles con una tarjeta de crédito de negocios de Lowe's. Con cuatro opciones de tarjetas, tenemos la solución correcta para tu negocio. Abre tu cuenta de crédito hoy y empieza a ahorrar 5% todos los días. Lowe's sabe de ahorros. Lowe's sabe de pros. Sujeto a aprobación de crédito, aplican exclusiones y términos. Detalles en tiendas o Lowe's.com diagonal credit solo en Estados Unidos. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase, except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.